0: Joshua Kids is our community outreach organization committed to the youth and families of Lorain, Ohio. Our program has been successfully servicing the community and thousands of children for the past 30 years. Many of the children in our program are exposed to many negative things in their home lives and many times are not able to navigate through them. The goal of Joshua Kids is to equip the children in our program to not only navigate through their lives, but to have a true understanding of who they are and transcend their environments to be able to reach back and help their families and the generations to come. Over the past 30 years, we have seen lives transformed and miraculous stories of success because of the faithfulness of our sponsors. Being able to not only financially support, but to invest time and attention and to pour into our kids has resulted in generational blessings to come from brokenness. Thank you for your faithfulness over the past 30 years of Joshua Kids, and we look forward to what God will do through your partnership with this life-changing ministry.
1: After you pick up your card, we need you to keep this picture so that you can pray over this child every single day with your family, and this card, we need you to take and fill out all of the information while you're sitting there. And before you leave today, please drop this card in the foyer, in a box, near the letters, the giant JK letters, so that we can connect all the um, vital information to you, their sponsor. Again, thank you for being a blessing to our Joshua kids.
2: Right. Thank you for being a blessing. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Here. I. I, I I'm going to be uh, really brief. I, I, I want to pay for Joshua Kids today, uh, Joshua Kids Camp. I want to pay for Joshua Kids Camp today. I want to send the check on Tuesday. So I need to raise $22,000 today to pay for Joshua Kids Camp across all four campuses. That's easy to do, you know, across all four campuses. Uh, but I'd like to pay for it today to get it out of the way so that way we can move on to other things. Our goal this year, last year we gave over nearly a half a million dollars to our community of faith. That means, uh, that means we, we took a half a million dollars and we gave it back to you. You say, you didn't give it to me yet. Well, you're, you're in line. You're in line. Uh, you know what I mean? In, in, in the moment of distress, I want you to know you have a church family that is there for you. Amen. And our goal this year, I want you to know, I want you to hear me. Our goal this year is to give away a million dollars. Can you agree with me? Come on, come on. you got to agree with me. I need your agreement. We want to give away a million dollars. We want to get to the point to where everything that comes in, the only thing we pay for is electricity and and, and our staff to, to kind of handle all the responsibilities of it. But everything else just goes right back into the community. We have a vision from God. Listen, we have a vision from God. If you're new here today, you haven't heard me say it. We have a vision from God. We want every one of our members to be a homeowner. Yes. I know, I know, it's scary, that's scary. You say, how in the world is it going to happen? I don't know, but I read in the Bible, I don't, I see, I don't limit God by what I've experienced. I I test God from what I read in the Bible. I read in the Bible how in 24 hours God turned it around, how he took it and he turned it around. He said, if you'll, if you'll bless, if you'll, you'll be faithful with me in, in the little, I'll open the windows of heaven for you. And I'm just saying, I don't know how God's going to do it, but I believe leave he's going to this year we want to help people buy homes last year we did it but we want to do it in even greater amounts this year we want to bless our community we want to see the back of poverty broken over the generations can you agree with that amen I I don't want listen we've got to kill Goliath and every brother that's out there of Goliath you hear me we've got to kill Goliath and every 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 sister uncle nephew aunt brother of goliath has to die poverty has relatives poverty has relatives and that this drug addiction poverty has re- relative It's is murder poverty has relatives it's rape and the only way you can destroy it, you got to break the back of poverty and god has sent the church to do it for this hour i believe you are those people you are the called out ones this is what heaven's going to look like when we get there and this is what heaven looks like on the earth you believe that Amen. So I want to I pay for Joshua Kids. Now, if, you don't, if you're not f- familiar with Joshua Kids Camp, we take a bunch of kids. I'm a Joshua kid. Me and Marlon talked about this. I wish somebody, I wish somebody at a very early age would pull me aside and say, listen, you're a world changer going to write a book it's going to change lives one day you're going to yank people out of the mouth of the lion one day i wish somebody would have told me earlier in my life so i could have helped jesus at an earlier age we take these kids 120 130 it'd be great if we take 500 kids thousand kids we can you know take them out to the out to the middle i know everybody else is like what (laughs) just imagine what would happen a Jesus revolution would happen if you take a thousand kids out into the middle of the wilderness and you worship Jesus twice a day. you get them to fall in love with Jesus twice a day and you pour purpose into their lives you pour you pour the spirit of the living God you, pro, you prophesy over them you speak words of encouragement over there. something happens to these kids. I was one of those kids that got caught later in life There's one sitting on the front row is going to speak here in a minute i 'm telling you if you, if I want to pay for it today. Yes. I want to get it out of the way. I want to pay for it. I want to take more. I want to bless them more. I want, I, I want to meet every need according to God's riches and glory. You with me? Amen. 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 Let's, let's receive the offering. And now hold it up before the Lord. Do you, I know I'm saying a lot. Do you have anything to say? <laughs> all right. Yeah, talk about that. Let's talk okay. about that.
1: Well, we do have a group picture up here. And if group you're person. wondering why it is not like a specific child, this represents, and this is just as important, if not more, because there was a time in Joshua Kids that, and I'm reminded by one of our, she's an adult now, um, Antoinette, but she reminded me that there was a time where if they didn't get sponsored, they didn't get to go to camp. And I'm like, no way, we didn't do that. But we just didn't have the funds to do it. But now we don't do that. We just walk by faith and we're like, nope, every child that comes to, our, uh, comes to us is going to camp. And so we have... Um, a group picture, and that picture is for the kids that are coming, because there are kids that are coming to camp, that are coming to Joshua Kids, that will show up. We had kids show up that day with bags in hand, and, and we, we wanted to let everybody come that, that wanted to come, and so these are for the future kids that are coming. So if you pick up one of these cards today, um, this is also you're sponsoring kids that haven't maybe signed up yet or weren't here on the day that we took their pictures, but please remember to turn in the forms that we can... Um, Just bless you. I'm praying for the offering. Okay, bye. (laughs) All right, let's pray. Father, I just thank you, God, for your, your promises that you are a faithful, true living God and you stand by your word. God, and we stand by your word. Father, I just thank you for the faithful givers in this house. We thank you, Lord, that your heart God, is for these children. Your heart is for this community. Your heart is for the people that are sitting here today and their families. Father, and we just declare your goodness over their life. We just declare your blessing over their life. God, that as we are faithful, God, to what you have given us, Lord, that you will do the rest and you will take care. As we step out in faith that you are parting every single Every single sea, every, every river, anything, any obstacle that's in our way, as we step out in faith, that you are parting it, Father. So we just declare your word. Thank you for the, um, the givers today. Just bless them. Lord, I thank you for every faithful person in this house. God, watching online, and we just thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So it, I get to um, be the one to introduce... This is so exciting. You guys, I, I know he's going to talk about his book. I see it in his hand. But I, like, this book, I knew, I've known him since we were, like, 16 maybe, younger. Yeah, I don't, like, he started Joshua Kids with us. And so when I read this book, I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's so much in here I didn't even know. And it just completely transformed my life again. Like again and again, it just it, it will transform you again. So you've got to get this book. Get this book. Don't just get one, get like a couple of them so that you can give it to somebody because they need to hear the heart of God is like seeping through, overflowing, bubbling through this book. And so you have got to read it. You'll, your life will be changed. So it is my pleasure. We went to um, high school together. It will always be Emerald King to us, right, Roger? Right, Chris? All the Emerald Kings out like, yes, yes, right. <laughs> Woo! So never going to be, I know, I can't even say Lorraine High. Like, what? <laughs> uh, it will always be Emerald King to us. But we went to Emerald King together, um, grew up in, in youth group together, in Joshua Kids, ministering to kids when we would bring in, like, three busfuls of kids, right, Victoria, Eli over there. <laughs> And did it twice in a row every single Saturday. And so he is rich with um, the love and passion of Jesus. He is a speaker, a motivator, an author. Um, He is a child of the Most High God. And so welcome with us, C.L. King. Come on up.
3: Praise the Lord, everybody. The Lord. Amen. Can you turn to your neighbor and say, God is good. Amen. So good to see everyone in the house of the Lord. It's been, last time I was in this fellowship, it was 2013 when my foster mom passed away, and I got to give, co-eulogize her with Pastor Rebecca's dad. And so uh, I wanted to just take a few moments. Pastor Troy told me to take all day, so Don, you in a mess. <laughs> I want to just take a few moments to thank and welcome and honor a few people in my life. If you would just give me that. I'm I'm all the way from North Carolina, so can y'all just give me a few minutes? Okay. Uh, we we slow in the South, so y'all we don't get in no hurry. I want to first thank uh Pastor and Sister Rebecca and uh, Troy Thompson. I reached out to them after the book was done, and I said, I gotta come back to Lorraine. And she was like, uh, okay, if you say so. And uh, Pastor Kayatan, everybody knows and loves Pastor Dr. Lewis and Tina Kayatan, yes? Yeah, they, uh, they wrote the acknowledgement in my book. I've had them on my international podcast. They were the people who, took me in as a 14-year-old. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. But I love uh, their daughter and uh, son-in-law, uh, Rebecca. She looks just like Pastor Tina. I told her that. I say that every time I see her. See, And whatever they're taking, we need to get some of it because they don't look a day over 25. So... Anyway, love and appreciate you, Becca, and thank you for uh, trusting me. I'm crazy, okay? This is just, this is about as calm as it gets. So I I, I thank you for trusting me with your fellowship in this congregation. This is home to me. It's been 35 years ago that I left, but this is home. Secondly, I'd like to, to welcome... I invited her, and uh, she came vicariously through my invite. My most favorite teacher on the planet, Miss Jill Merle. She's all the way back there in the back in the red. Can you welcome her to church on the North Coast? Miss <laughs> Merle introduced me to how good of a musician I was. My kids don't think I'm nearly as good anymore, Miss Merle. But uh, she she took me under her wings, and um, I just— Absolutely love that lady. We did Hello Dolly together. I was uh, we met Jesus Christ superstar Carl Anderson, and uh, she just exposed me to so much musically. Uh, I have to remind my kids that I could sing back when I was eighteen. And so, love and appreciate you, Miss Merle. Uh, and also, I would like to welcome and thank for taking care of me this morning thus far. These are like my mentors. Uh, I was about to say doctor. He could be a doctor. <laughs> Ron and Sydney. Sydney. Uh, Cindy Cordy, I love these people so, so very much. I told I told Ryan when I left 35 years ago we were both shorter or taller one of the two which, which, ever, which had a little more hair on our heads and uh, love these people and I'm going to talk to you today about kind of their their way to that they touched me as a 14 year old kid how um, how that can be translated into our Joshua Kids Ministry. Also I'd be remiss if I didn't say hello to my good friend the world renowned Mr. Roger. I've I, mean, I want this brother to travel with me. Could you imagine him being with me on the road? Like, yeah, this is my guy right here. Talk to him. Don't talk to me. Talk to him. Huh? Yeah, man. I said, I, said, I, I looked, at, I was admiring him from a distance because I didn't recognize him. And I was like, man, his guns are huge. And then he came over, he started coming over to me. I was like, oh my God. Man, I love you. Appreciate you. It's good to see faithfulness. He's been here since I was here. It's good to see faithfulness in the house of God. Amen. Now, I've been speaking for 14 days, so my voice is a little jacked up. I don't know if y'all ain't got no monitors, so I got to be able to hear myself or else I'll strip my voice again, and I'm headed to Norfolk after this. So if they, if you want me to talk like this, you got to turn me up, okay, if I start losing it. Um, Joshua Kids Ministry is where I got started, but I'm going to weave all of this into the next 15, 20, 25 minutes. If you don't say amen, it'll be 30, 45, 55 minutes. <laughs> Luke chapter 15. Let's, let's, uh, let's turn to the, to the word of God. Can I, can I use the Bible in the house of God? Amen. He spoke a parable to them saying this. Watch this. What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost? Until he find it. Everybody say, there are lost people. There are lost children in this city. You don't halfway believe it. Say, there are lost people and lost children in this city. Jesus was interested in the lost, Sister Becca. Now watch this. Uh, and when he hath found it, he layeth it upon his shoulders, rejoicing, and when he come home, he calleth his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me. He said, Rejoice with me. you you looking for a pick-me-up in the house of God? Are you looking for something to give you some joy? See, we're looking for joy in all. Somebody's saying looking for love in all the wrong places. Sometimes we're looking for joy in all the wrong places. It's not just about me. All right, I might as well go on back down south. These people don't want to have church. When he comes home, he calls his homeboys together and his friends and neighbors saying unto them, rejoice with me. Now, there's a reason why he wanted to rejoice. He said... I have found my sheep. Whose sheep was it? Oh, yeah, that's right, Brother Ron. See, we talk, well, Brother Ron, you take care of the sheep. Them, them your sheep. Sister Becca, you take, you take care of the sheep. Go on out there in the projects. Them, them your sheep. But it's something when it becomes personal and it's your sheep. Huh? Well, I feel something on me. Y'all we'll going to turn this place upside down? Y'all better get with me. I'm trying to save my energy. (laughs) Uh, And so he said unto them, this was my sheep. And he he said, I say unto you that likewise shall joy be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Huh? I know some of you seasoned folks didn't heard that scripture before. Sister Becca drove me 745 miles today to help to help expel the notion that we don't need you today. We need everybody in this room and you're going to repeat these words after me, Lord. Lord. OK, you said it now, shout it, Lord. Help me to get one more. Lord, help me to get one more. Oh, yes. Why don't you lift your hands up to him right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this house of God. We thank you for the angel of this city, Pastor Troy. We thank you for the bishop of this house, Pastor Keaton. And we pray, God, today that all of us in this place would have our ears open to what you want us to hear in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody say Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Oh, you're already seated. All right. And so I'm going to, I told Becca this pastor, Becca, I got to get used to that because when I left, you was just Becca. (laughs) I told her my company, I I own my own company. We've been traveling across the country uh, for, for years now. I said, we're going to be a sponsor. We're going to put it on debit and extract it every month. I want to be a sponsor of Joshua kids. So I'll be your first sponsor today. Okay. Becca, if nobody else does it, I'll do it. All right. But I have a feeling when I'm finished with your congregation today, they all going to say, if you don't bring that guy back, we'll sponsor every kid. (laughs) He crazy. And I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, okay, it's 1122. I want you to understand something. Before I get to it, I'll be short because I know y'all thinking about chicken, you ain't interested in what I got to say. But I want you to understand something here. Listen to me. Your breath is powerful. You understand that? Your breath is powerful. Brother Roger knows because he pumps iron. Man, you got to breathe to get that oxygen in there, right? Yeah. So here's what I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you that would hear me, people think, oh, he's just a motivational speaker. Is that all you do is speak in the school? Honey, I am a preacher just that just happens to be a speaker. A lady asked me a couple weeks ago, well, can you come, do you do revivals or you just speak in schools? I said, I hold revivals in school. Ah! I get into places that everybody can't get into, Becca. And them kids, when I'm finished with them, they're like, do you preach? Yeah. You better believe it. So don't take my occupation. My occupation is not my is not my, my nativity, okay? That's because I'm a speaker. But your breath is powerful. Now, some really smart people one time, Sister Becca said, let us measure the weight of a breath. And I said, boy, that's, they must have been bored. They said the weight of a breath, Brother Roger, is around one gram. Right? And the weight of the earth is 600 with 27 zeros after it. Tons. And I said, man, the weight of the earth versus the weight of a breath. There's going to be people in this room today that maybe have felt like they've gotten the wind knocked out of them huh? They may have feel like, man, I just, I can't do it anymore. I want you to understand and listen to me closely. This is just my introduction, that when I look at the scriptures, what God did with man is that he created man, he formed man, and the Bible says that he breathed into him the breath of life, and man became a living soul. That was one amen. So I got to keep going. So he said, "He said I'm going to breathe into you the breath of God." And here's what I want you to understand: that if you're feeling down and out, and you're feeling low, you're feeling low, you're feeling like the devil has kicked you in the stomach. Here's what I want you to do: it's simple. Breathe again. Breathe again. It's just a gram, Becca. It don't weigh much in comparison to the bigness of this earth. But I want you to understand something. You can inhale on calamity and exhale on absolute deliverance. They shout in the South when I say that. I want you to know you can inhale with pain in your body and exhale with pastor him laying his hands on you and you being healed. You can inhale broke, Roger, and exhale with money in your pocket. Breathe again. Now you see why I need a monitor, brother? Lord, have mercy. But what people say, it's just my little breath. I want you to understand. Your next breath could be your best breath. I told them, I'm a seven-figure speaker. It costs a lot to get me on location. They said, well, yeah, ain't, ain't nobody writing you no seven-figure check. Watch me breathe again. The next gig I get, they're going to be like, Mr. King, how, how do we make that out to? C.L. King. Uh, wh- want me to spell it out for you? Pastor Troy said, hey, you ain't got your 500,000. I'm in line. I said, I'm in line, brother. Hey, hook my brother up. I told Ron, I'm in line. So when we look at the current state of our world, let me get going for these folks throw me out of here. We look at the current state of our world, it is easy to conclude that our world needs a savior. Huh? Thank you. COVID 19 came and halted all of our picnics, all of our baseball games, all of our ceremonies, and even yes, our services. I was shaking my head. I know I was perceiving that I was self-righteous, but I'm just like, wasn't we lining people up in the 90s, slinging oil on them, casting out devils, and all of a sudden, something come along and we can't do nothing about it? Don't don't squirm up in the seat. I'm just preaching. I, I looked at this, and while activities came to a screeching halt, ladies and gentlemen, humanity remained amongst the landmines of sin. Day of the day, they continue with divisiveness and confusion and loneliness out there while we was massed up, huddled up in the house with our knees smiting against one another. Come on, I'm preaching. We as the children of God were not granted the luxury of a respite from the garrison and the safety of the sanctuary. No, regardless of the conditions on the ground, there are a resounding call that must be answered. Pastor Becca put a call out to us today, and my question is, will you answer the call? Yes. Can this brother hurry up? I got roast on. Well, you're going to have to wait. I guess it's going to burn. Jesus, I'm old school, Roger. I use paper, bro. I use paper. I had a big meeting to pre- pre- preach last week and our printer broke, Ron. And I was like, baby, I cannot read off no electronic thing. I'm old school. She said, you so old, get uh, Oh my goodness, I said, I need some paper. Give me some of this right here. Give me the, par- Paul was calling for the parchment. Sometimes you just gotta have the book, baby. And my wife has seven children and seven grandchildren send their greetings. I know she's watching online. I love you, baby. I'm not going to drive in the snow. See, Roger, down south, if it was doing what y'all had this morning, church would be over. It wouldn't be no church. I went to Walmart to see why is everybody here? They buying the eggs and the milk and the bread and stuff. Man, you can't have no church, Don. Everybody just walk. I'm driving in the parking lot, 20, 26 centimeters a, a second, going super slow, riding my brakes, you know, with my hazard lights on. People are like, oh, he ain't from here. Bro, I got my license at 18 and went south. Should have joined me, baby, because I don't know how to drive in the snow. Not a dusting, not nothing. My car will stay here, and Ron and Cindy and y'all can just take me wherever I got to go. and so on april 1st 1942 a scrawny young man was called into service because of his job in the shipyards this guy named desmond Doss could have received a deferment from his military service but he knew he had a greater occupation he had a greater call turn to your neighbors say help me to win one more turn to the other neighbors say help me to get one more uh huh. See, because, because w- w- what has happened in the body of Christ, I travel I a travel hundred plus times a year. What happens in the body of Christ, what has happened is we have gotten lulled to sleep in the garrison. The comforts of the tabernacle. Queen of Sheba came in and seen the cupbearers and their attendants and how they stood continually. And then she, the breath of God was taken out of her, but she forgot something. It ain't just about entering in and out of the tabernacle. It's about what's happening outside of the tabernacle. Do You understand? This guy, Desmond Doss, he is known in the World War II battle amongst some of the bloodiest battles in all of human history. These combat engagements, but in the kingdom of God, it is a battle for the wealth of the soul. Huh? Man, that sound good sound, man. Just keep it coming, baby. You see, Desmond Doss was different. He had a calling on his life that he did not shy away from. He was called a calling to the wounded, a calling to those that could never fight, a calling to those that were seen as less valuable on the battlefield. And I wonder if there's some wounded people in this city, maybe even in the sanctuary. That feel like they can't fight no more. They feel like they've been wounded by the ammunition of the enemy. I was one of those kids, y'all. I know I'm a hopty-topty, and I search myself out on Google, see how important I am. But let me tell you something. It wasn't always like that, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't like that at all. When I, when I came into this world violently at two years old, I, I was taken away from my mom at two because I had gotten a hold of some alcohol. And I was put in a, in, a, in a foster care system in Pennsylvania. Then I lived with my grandmother at three. So I lived with her until, I don't know, six or seven. And she used to lock me in the basement and lock me out in the extended garage in the streets of Cleveland for hours and hours and hours on end. And I used to think to myself, why would somebody do this that loves someone they care about? Why? And then I went and lived with my dad. My dad, I remember I was was such a nervous kid because I was just getting beat by him. Closed fist punches by him. And one day I I had had an accident, a bowel movement because my stomach was so upset all the time. And I was washing my underwear out in the tub and he held me down in that tub. And I said, God, Why? I want to live with my mother. My mother, she, she, she. God bless all of them. I'm not bashing them. I'm just telling you my story. I can't put a. I can't. You put a dress on a donkey. It's still a. We say it another way. Yeah. It's still a donkey. So my mother, we, we were, we were starving. We ate in soup kitchens and homeless shelters. We walked around delivering drug money. I was in the room when my sister got raped and molested. Had to pretend like I was asleep. Only until it happened to me. So I wasn't pretty. I didn't come in, onward, Christian soldier. I didn't come in like that. And one day, you see me wearing a shirt, you hear it about the book. One day, my, my, her, my husband, he, he went to the soup kitchen and brought home a brownie. Listen, this is how bad it was. The refrigerator we had wasn't even plugged up. Think about it, back in the 80s, old green refrigerator wasn't even plugged up. Now, people living in a house no refrigerator, Dawn. And he put, that, he put that brownie in the refrigerator because my mother didn't want it right at that time. And I remember that night, Ron, I went and snuck a little piece of that brownie off, went back three or four, or five times till it was all gone. And the next day, my mother said, who ate my brownie? She said, I'm gonna beat y'all every day till you tell me who ate this brownie. Wasn't nobody coming to pick me up, Becca. Wasn't nobody knocking on the doors. Wasn't nobody singing, give me a J. So 11 years old, I ran away from home, lived on the streets of Cleveland. I can't find my way halfway out the parking lot, but I was savvy back then. Soup kitchens, homeless shelters, bridges, walking around, in and out of school. Till one day, social services put me in a foster home. A group home, I'm sorry. A group home at 12 years old. And I, the people in the group home did vile and evil things to me as a 12-year-old kid. Stuff that just ravages your mind. Thank God we get the scripture that says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ. Thank God for that mind transplant, huh? Right? It ain't always easy, but it, it's, I can always go to the book. Right. And so they took me out of that group, that group home and put me in a foster home in Lorain, Ohio, and situations didn't work out there. So they put me back in a group home, a place where people got paid to take care of me that didn't do a good job. Then they finally brought me to Ruthie Plowden's house, which is just up the street, right on the same street here, the very end. Ruthie Plowden. And she said, I need you to go down to that church down there. This is back when the carpet was orange. Anybody in here remember the orange carpet? Let me see. Y'all ain't seasoned if you don't know. Remember the orange carpet? I've been around a piece, yo. Right, Ron? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Pastor Lewis and Tina Keaton, doctors Keaton. They didn't. They didn't ask me on my pedigree, Ron, Roger. They didn't ask me, you know, declare for me what your bank account looks like. They just said, "Come on in, son." I was another one. I seen when I seen Pastor Louis, the little guy. He was a terrorist. Is he here? No. He, he was a terrorist. He was tearing the paint off the wall. And I'd come back, and now this guy's a pastor. I'm like, wow, God can do miracles. <laughs> and it was only because somebody said, let, let me take this. Let me take one more. See, Ruth Plowden had 83 foster kids over 30-plus years, and she requested me. I was the one more, Roger. And she brought me into her house and said, come on, I, br- I showed up to her house, Becca, with two big old trash bags of clothes. That's all I had to my name. And she said, I want you to, I want you to come on. No matter the adversity, you still can make it. Come on. And then Pastor Kayton, they, they did the exact same thing. They- Pastor Kayton gave me a job. Back then I was thinking I was making like 1200 bucks a month. I was loaded. I- that was rich back then, wasn't it wrong. Set me up in an apartment, put me on staff. I thought I was somebody. But they said, let me get one more. Watch what Desmond Doss did. He was ridiculed in boot camp, but he was steadfast in his convictions that, that, that he was not called to take lives. He was called to save lives. And I talked to some people. They talk about this church hurt thing. Sometimes the church can be the meanest place on earth. Meaner than a bunch of junkyard dogs, backbiting and tail bearing and tongue wagging. We got to be better than the world. How are they ever going to come into this place if they can't get no deliverance in this house because they worry what you going to talk about? Huh? Watch this. He consequently became a medic. I'm hurrying, y'all. I'm hustling. you going to get your chicken today, y'all. He consequently became a medic assigned to the 2nd Platoon, 1st Battalion, 307th Inf- Infantry. And while serving in the platoon in 1944, he earned a bronze star with valor for his heroics. But he said, I'm a conscientious objector. I don't shoot no guns. Now, I was a Marine. I know my stomach doesn't tell it, but I was, Roger. I was. I was bad, bro. I was bad. That's probably one of the first things they give you, bro, is a weapon. And it's kind of the World War II, so you're going to kind of need this, bro. I'm not taking no weapon. I'm not called to take lives. I'm called to save them. You're not called to tear people down. You're called to lift them up. Yes. You ain't called to observe. You're called to be active. Am I saying something? Yeah. so he he went out there, and uh, here's what I want you to understand. He's gonna get a a valor badge and and ribbons on his chest because of his victorious valor and his gallantry but the kingdom of God is not about position or status or longevity or pedigree it's about us getting one more I've been here for 40 years bless God where's the one more Ron, probably the only person that could do this on my, my page the other day, rebuked me in front of all my followers. I said, well, Ron, I love you too, brother. I said, man, I think I, I should probably just lay it down, man. I've been doing this a long time. I should just go on ahead and quit. He said, uh, as, as long as you're living, you got work to do. Yeah. Ron, I'm nearly 50. And? Watch this, y'all. Desmond Doss, though he is notorious for his incomparable actions during the Battle of Okinawa in an area known as Maeda Escarpment or Hacksaw Ridge. Oh man, when I saw this, I felt the Holy Ghost when I watched that movie. Enemy soldiers put up a relentless fight. But among the flying bullets and massive carnage, Desmond Doss was lowering soldiers down a 400-foot cliff. He rigged a a wiring harness, a rope. And he said, there's no way to get down, so i got to lower you down. And after that great and faithful act, he said, Lord, help me to get one more. Oh, but you got a valor. You got broad star. God, help me to get one more. I hear, I hear you out there. Oh, you down? Oh, This is the same person that was making fun of me. This is the same person ridiculing me at boot camp. I got you, brother. Let me bring you back over here to this hill. And when I put you down, I'm going to be praying for you. Lord, help this brother. Touch his family. You're not going to die. You shall live. That should be enough, Desmond. No, Lord, help me to get one more. My job's not finished. You're, you're, getting shot at, brother. That's okay, God. I know there's somebody else out there. Oh, you? Yeah, that's right. Oh, you, man, you got a sucking chest wound. Here, let's pack that thing in. Let me get out here amongst you and real. Come on, come on, stay low, stay low. I gotta get you to this four hundred foot hill, then I'm gonna lower you down. And time after time. After time, Desmond has been lowered down. Wounded soldiers. So many so that it was over a hundred that they estimate that he saved. Because he said, Lord, help me to get one more. Listen, y'all. When I showed up here 35 years ago, I was a broken and wounded human being. I ain't know all these white people could love on a brother like that. But but it immediately taught me how to not see color as long as his blood was red. That's all that mattered. Dr. Keaton and Pastor Tina mostly Pastor Tina because I was her favorite she even told me I'm her favorite kid she she, she just tolerates y'all she she put a harness around me and she said you know King I know you've been I know you've been through a lot physical and sexual abuse bounced around from foster homes and group homes but I'm going to take you I'm going to lower you to the garrison it's a 400 foot cliff but that's okay Chris you're one more you know, I've reached almost a million people around the country and around the world. I don't say that to, I don't say that to brag. Pastor Tina couldn't go to all the places I'm going. She can't, she can't be down there in the hood where I'm at, even though she didn't have no problem being in the hood, Right? I know Pastor Becca doesn't either, but she can't be in certain places that I'm at. She She's done her. She got me down. And so what I said was, okay, Pastor Becca, this is what you do. This is how it's done. This is what I should say. This is where I should go. She said, yeah, I said, God, help me get one more. Yeah. 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 You can't get caught up in the pleasantry and pageantry of coffee and water and fellowship and backslapping. I told the pastor the other week I said, this guy left me his whole church and they his whole staff left. And they said, "King, you got it." I said, "Are you serious? I hope you have a church when I come back, bro." But but I told them, I said, "Listen, guys, until the trumpet sounds and as long as you have breath, There's one more to reach. There's one more to reach. And I'm reminded, Becca, that as God, Jesus, suspended between heaven and earth, was up on a hill of sorts. He was up on a hill called Calvary. And he was there. And it seems like God's timing is impeccable because he controls all time and space. And as one thief is lamenting against the, 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 the God on the cross, the other thief says, Hey, 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 don't talk bad about him. Well, me and you, we did some dirt. We, been, we done did wrong. We know what junk they got on us, but this man, good. Hey, matter of fact, if you could, remember me in your kingdom. And it was like heaven opened up because Jesus himself said, you're the one that I've been waiting for. You're the one that I've been bleeding for. You're the one that I died for. I got that one more, Roger. Even on the cross, he said, I'll wait till I get one more. Y'all making me preach way too hard. I remember, give me a J, you got your J, got your J, give me an E, give me an S. Hold on, Becca, this is the fire baptized church, right? Y'all back up here singing like a bunch of Baptocostals, come on, here we go. I'm setting you up. Y'all ready? Thank you. This is how it's done. You got to stand to your feet. Get up off your feet. All right, here we go. This is what we used to do, with Becca, back in the days. Give me a J. A, you J, you J. Give me a e. E, you e, you e. Give me an S. S, you your S you your give me a U. U, you your U, you your U. Give me an S what's that spell king of kings lord of lords you can sit down you can sit down (laughs) yeah yeah there you go i'm good brother i'm good thank you breathing the breath of life back into me Roger, you think since I do this for a living that I would be better in shape? Brother, every time is like a full marathon. (laughs) And I wonder today if we look at the scriptures. It says uh, there's rejoicing over one. But reaching a hurting soul, it takes effort. Did you hear me? It takes energy. And it takes endurance. I just gave you three E's for all you Holy Ghost note takers out there. It takes effort. It takes energy. And it takes endurance. Effort means you got to get up and get out the door. You got to put forth an effort to reach the lost. And I, I, I challenge churches. They're like, come on, teach us about reaching the lost." And I hear all their people praying, Lord, send somebody my way. Send somebody my way. Send them to me, Lord. And God's like, you passed them at Walmart. They checked you out at the restaurant. What are you talking about? Send you some more. I send them to you all the time. But you're so busy about your business, you ain't sensitive enough to know that I'm sending them to you. i tiptoe through the tulips. That's okay. But let me tell you something. It takes energy. It takes effort. The energy part is that I look at Pastor Ron. Because you're a pastor. I'll just call you whatever I want to call you. He, he is he is a man that's a, the, one of the founding members here. He's been here since the cornerstone was laid. And it takes endurance. Just because the first wind blows, that doesn't mean it's time to quit. one of the kids cussed me out at Joshua Kids. Well, come on back next week. They got some new words. Yeah. Me and Charity was going, Charity's my wife from almost 30 years. We was going out to eat the other day. We were driving through the neighborhood with our pinkies in the air in the HLA neighborhood, you know? Oh, we done came up like the Jeffersons, right? There's this, little, there's this little kid standing in front of his mother's SUV, right, Roger? And I'm a people of, of the person of the people. So I'm like, oh, this little kid is standing out there. He's going to wave at me. That brother gave me the finger. <laughs> I told Terry, I said, I thought he was going to wave. I guess he did. <laughs> I told him, I said, there would have been a time I would've, we would have went back and told his parents. But now people are so sensitive. You go back, you might get shot. I to tighten them up though. I'm old school. Roger, we old school, brother. You might can argue with our methods, but you can't argue with our results. Is that right, Ron? I know your kids wasn't waddling all over the floor in Walmart, cutting up, throwing ice cream down the aisles and all that, carrying on. That wasn't that wasn't happening. No, what happened 30 years, but I'm just telling you, it's crazy. Anyway. Sometimes the body of Christ. Sometimes in the body of Christ, it's not that he is Lord, but sometimes it's, Lord, help me to get my 401k in order. Listen to me. Lord, help me to get that promotion. right? Lord, help me to be a better singer. Lord, help me to get another preaching engagement. Lord, help me to get and it's always about ourselves. Did you know Roger that the honeybees short existence in life it's only 6 weeks brother and they are created for one purpose that is others. They were created only to serve the hive. That's it. they did a they did a scientific experiment becca where they, they put a drop of honey down and a fly and a bee were exposed to it the fly when you swatted at it it would leave why because the fly is about themselves. the fly is about instant gratification but the honeybee when you swatted at it it would stay Why, Becca? Because it knew that it needed to consume as much honey as it could to take back to those young larvae. I'm doing this more for than just me. I'm doing this more for just goosebumps. I'm doing this more for nice coffee and pleasantries. I'm doing this for a generation which is yet to be created. This is the amen corner over here. Where the rest of y'all at? That's what Psalms 118 says, something like that. This shall be written for a generation to come that a people which are yet to be created will praise the Lord. We got to get after it. It ain't just about right now, Becca. It's about a generation that is yet to be created. Turn to your Father in heaven and say, Lord, Lord, help me to get one more. What if your mother had said, I'm the pastor's wife. I'm too busy. I wonder how my life would look if Dr. Kayton hadn't said, I'm gonna give you this little menial task of running my tape ministry. Remember when we had tapes in the church? Wall of fire. I think me and April was helping with that radio show. We was DJs back in the day. What if Pastor Kayton who was inve- He he had other things he could have invested in bigger tithers, folks of more prominent. But he t- he took a 15-year-old kid and said, "I'm gonna give you a job. I want you to fill a part. I I want you to believe, but I also want you to belong, so that you can become. See, sometimes we skip those steps. Yeah." I understand you need to believe, but you also got to belong. And I see congregations of the thousands where people are just on the peripheral and they don't have any purpose while a city is dying and going to hell. Some of my best days were gathering people from the inner city, Becca, bring them, in, bring them them into my home, teaching them home Bible studies, feeding them my wife's chicken and enchiladas, praying over them and anointing them and praying that they didn't shoot me while they was there. Roger, there was this cat that came to one of our churches. He had P12 tattooed across his eyebrow, tattoos all over I mean, he was, he was tatted up, yo. Everybody, all the mothers in the church was clutching their purses, cinching in to the center. Oh my God, who could that be? And I'm just like, I like that brother. Had a mustache. He's kind of Latino. I said, what's up dog? What's going on? And everybody else was kind of sliding, sliding away from him. I'm like, what are we sliding away from? It's just, it's dust. It's just dust. The skin is just dust. What y'all scared of? I thought you got the Holy Ghost. So I went and gave him, I dapped him up, Roger. I said, what's up dog, I'm CL. He said, yeah, man, my name's Josh. I said, what's up, man? He said, I just got out the joint. I did 12 years. I was a shot caller. And Roger knows what a shot caller is. Shot caller is the guy that calls the shot on the sale, And therefore attempted murder. I said, oh, okay. That's how we roll. I said, man, how long you been out? Man, just a couple weeks. I said, well, next service, I want you to come over. After service, I want you to come over. My wife's going to make some chicken enchiladas for you, brother. That's the way to anybody's soul is her enchiladas. And I told my wife, I said, babe, next week, get chicken enchiladas ready. That fella is coming. She said, what? You don't know him? I said, yeah, but we need to do this. She said, are you sure? You got your gun? Roger sat across from that brother found out his mother was an old-time apostolic leader in church she raised him Pentecostal and he was just coming back home he only he went to the first church he could find that was Pentecostal and all the hopti topties in the church was too religious to pick up on it and I that don't make me great I'm just telling you there's always one more there's always one more soul there's always one more person and to this day no matter where he is he searches me out just yes, I need one I don't care what your pedigree is. I don't care what your calling card is. I know the God of heaven can wipe away any sin. I told my staff, I said, hey, we're going into the jail. They said, what? I said, yeah, we're going into the jail. We're going every month. Clear your schedules, we going. So every month, I go into the jail. Now, my staff hangs out in the back with the guards because they chicken. But I go in there, and I'm like, was oh, that the cue, Becca? Is that the time to shut up? <laughs> I go in there, and I, I realize there are big dudes like Roger in there. And I'm like, hey, God loves you, bro. We break down the wall. Now I got them brothers eating out the palm of my hand. I've been going there for a year. They love me. They wrote evaluations on me that we sent to the state, gov- state capital, y'all. I can go anywhere in that jail I want to go. Sit down and eat with them. The ladies, too. I go speak to the ladies, too, brother. Guess what? It's about... One more. I'm on, I'm on a mission of one. Y'all folks know I'm on a mission of one? Let me make a point and a half more before y'all play. I can get my full 30 minutes. Oh, Lord. The pastor said to take all your time, but just be sensitive. Watch this. I want to tell you this. There's another scripture. I didn't give this to the scripture team, but it's Matthew 13, 44 and 46. It says, you know, there's a field out there. that. Uh, he, saw, he finds a treasure hid in the field and when, he, when the man hath found it, he hideth it for joy and goeth and selleth all that he has and he buys the field. I always wondered about that scripture. Bro, why didn't you just buy the treasure? Why did you buy the field? God told me to tell you that the field are white unto harvest. In the field, ladies and gentlemen, yes, there's scorpions, there's thistles, there's storms, there's problems, there's heartaches, there's sickness and calamity, there's divorce and there's remarriage in the field. But he said, you know what, I'm not going to cherry pick just the good things, I'm going to take the good with the bad. I will buy the entire field and I'm here to ask church on the north coast from 745 miles away, are you willing to buy the field for one you got to prune it, Ron. You got to cut it down. You got to get the bushes shaped. You got to edge it. You got to put mulch down. I'm buying the field. I don't care what it look like. And Last but not least, I'm going to tell you how one more sinks into me. Thank God that Becca has said, I'm not going to just live as I'm not going to live. My notes is turned over, so that's a good sign. (laughs) I'm not just going to live under the legacy of my mom and dad. But there's a new generation of kids, Rebecca. There's a new group of CL Kings out here. It makes for a good bookseller. But I went through hell. I'm 48. I still have the welts on my body to this day from getting beat as a 10-year-old. I still wrestle with the mind, stuff that happened to me. At 48, 35, 40 years ago, man, I still wrestle with it to this day. And it's only because some folks in a place that used to be called Christian Assembly said, we don't care that you're a foster kid. And it really illuminated that to me when Pastor Kitton wrote me back I sent him my book and he said, you know, Chris, I did not know that you went through all of that. Had I known, I would I wish I could have stopped it or prevented it. But I, that made me smile, Roger, because he didn't need to know all that. He didn't need to know the legacy of failure. Huh? He still embraced me, brother. He, he embraced me as he did every other sinner in the room. And there's a kid in New Bern, North Carolina. You can play. I want you, you know that song. Cause my music teacher here, I need to be able to sing it too. There was a kid in Newburn, North Carolina, Becca, whose name was Chris. Chris Walden. And when I was working in social services, probably F or G, something like that. Yep. The, see, Ms. Murrah, I still got it. I know where keys is his in. There was a name, a fella named Chris Walden, Becca. Light-skinned fella. When I was working in uh, human services, and he was in 15 foster homes in 15 years. Now, I was getting paid to teach him and mentor him, but I felt, I always broke the rules, sister. I was going to minister to him even if you wasn't supposed to, right? I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to lay hands on you and I'm going to slide. I got you. Well, Chris Walden was on 40 different psychotropic medications. The dude was just jacked up. He had to get his blood work done every week to make sure they didn't kill him. And we tried. The system tried. Anytime y'all ready. The system tried, the, the social workers, the police. We threw them in jail overnight. We did everything. So we think. We did everything we could. And Chris aged out like I'm sure many of our Joshua kids do. He aged out. And back in 2006, I didn't start my company till 2008. Back in 2006, y'all, I got a notice about a death in New Bern, North Carolina, with a kid named Chris Walden. I had taken that kid and gave him my Marine Corps uniforms, Roger. He kind of looks like, he kind of looks like my son, Jeremiah. Every time I look at Jay, I think about Chris. Light-skinned. Marine man I would give him my stuff man ride him around in the car I think I even took him to church which was totally illegal but the kid got into a squabble with another one of my students in the projects and uh, this is 2006 y'all this is a long time ago It's still just as fresh as it was when I got the news they started squabbling in the projects and the other kid mom came out and held Chris down she slipped the son a knife and they plunged this knife into my little Chris Walden he was 22 years old and to this day I said God I do enough to reach that boy Yeah, I patted myself on the back, Roger. Man, I took him to church, I blah, blah, blah. But was I like Desmond Doss, who got injured 17 times, Ron? They had to literally carry him off the battlefield in a stretcher as he was still trying to save just one more life. I think about Chris Bald and I say, Lord, yeah, we, we talk about the programs we did and all that, but did I leave him on the battlefield? Did I, did I forget him? And somebody in this place today, in this house, Pastor Troy told me I could take the liberty, with the altar call. Somebody in this place today feels like you're a wounded soldier on the battlefield. Nobody cares about you. You don't have to be Christmas. Chris Walden and be a casualty. The mere fact that you have breath means you have hope. That's why I told you about the breath in the beginning of the service. Becca it's as if God says not yet take your hands off of him as long as you have breath You have hope. So my plea to this special congregation, this place, the land of my nativity, the place that means so much to me, I could literally talk to y'all for the next 17 hours about how special this place is to me. But I want you to know that wherever you are in that place, Either you are someone that needs to get one more or you're that one more that we need to get. I feel like God would want to speak to all of us today. He brought this country dude that was formerly a city cat 745 miles to tell you that in God's economy one means all you're the one that he's been waiting on you're the one that he wants to use this morning huh? you're the one in the back that he's like I got a rope and a harness there's some people I want you to lower down to the garrison of safety well God I don't know how to speak eloquently you don't have to know how to speak all you got to do is have some effort just show up God will put words in your mouth. He'll put a hot coal on your lips. You'll see those kids out in the street. Becca, we'll see them. They'll be standing out there and all they need that will speak volumes to them is a hug, is an embrace. And it is as if God is calling us in 2023 to say, one more means all. Can everybody stand in this house, please, today? I want you to know that I may not get back again, Ryan, for 35 more years, but I promise I'll do better. I want you to know that God sent me here on a mission Wednesday, I'll be speaking at Admiral King or Lorraine High, whatever it's called. Every day of this week while I'm here, I'll be in the Boys and Girls Club at various community centers pouring into their hearts. And I'm saying, I don't care if it exhausts me and i got to fly home. God, help me to get uh, one uh, more. Who wants to get one more in this place? Y'all want to get one more huh I believe if everybody would just get one Becca you wouldn't have a place to put them all pastor Ron if we just got one you don't have to be super qualified to get just one we're gonna stretch our hands toward heaven but we're gonna do it down here I want everybody to come to the front quickly 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 don't get me in trouble hurry quick everybody come down We're going to ask the presence of the Lord because Pastor Troy and Sister Becca, I know what their heartbeat is. Their heartbeat is for this city to recognize that church on the North Coast is establishing the undeniable testimony of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. If you would, squeeze in close because the anointing is here. I'm going to tell you this one last thing. Are you ready? There's an important reason why you need to squeeze in close. Come on close. Come on close. Come on close. Come on close. There's a reason why you need to squeeze in close. And I'm going to tell you why. Come in close. I want everybody that wants to get one more to come in close. Come on around there. This is so important. You're not going to want to miss this part. Come on the other side if you have to. Come in close. Watch this. The emperor penguin in Antarctica, the mother penguin leaves to go forage for food for six weeks. The fathers are left to stay with the baby egg and they don't build a nest. They form a huddle. Kind of like what y'all got going on right here. And watch this, on the outside edge of the huddle, it's negative 71 degrees becca but on the inside edge ron and the inside of the huddle guess what the temperature is 98.6 roger the body is powerful that is the human body temperature if you get in the body you can win one more throw up your hands
4: and say god
3: right here i lift your hands and lift up your voice right now in this house come on we're not on the outskirts we're not believing that somebody else is going to do it i believe this house is a house of fire it's a house of prayer it's a house of anointing come on lift up your voice it's not gonna be somebody else's prayer you can't you can't just hang out on the edge. but you gotta get in on the inside come on lift up your voice and say lord help me to win one more come on say it now jesus help me to win one more help win one more. Help me to win one more. one more well here's the easy way there's all these on the altar i want you to grab one and take one would you please grab one and take one i we shouldn't leave any on the altar i got one in my hand take one and you say well i ain't got no money you can pray over them let's take pick all of them up off of the altar because one of this one of the signs of getting one more is is even though we want the financial support it's also about the prayer support do you know that these kids live in in some some very tough situations i'm putting it mild roger they live in some very tumultuous situations and to know that a church will be praying for them and lifting them up in jesus name who knows what life we are impacting when we pray for these kids on this picture. Becca, you have my commitment, Impacting Life 247 LLC. We're gonna support every month the Joshua Kids program, and I hope that you will too. As I get ready to head out back south, if you'd like to get a copy of my book, I'll sign it for you. I pray over every single book. See, I'm more than just an author, I'm an anointed man of God. I pray over every single one that we send out. I'll sign it for you, get a picture if you want, I'll be in the back. I love you, church on the north coast. Let's get one more, amen.